Shalom Aleichem, dear friends. We are quickly approaching the Yom Norah, the day of Rosh Hashanah, day of judgment. And this year, Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, which means that we're going to have a very fundamentally different experience, at least externally, than what we're used to, where the perhaps the, the, the pinnacle, the high point of Rosh Hashanah is the Tkiyas HaShofar, and that's the vehicle that Hashem gave us to arouse His mercy, to arouse the Divine Mercy, is with the Shofar. And this year, that's not going to be happening. So we need to really try to understand what that means and how to relate to that. So first of all, we'll open up with a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, that Tazayin Amud Beis. The Rabbi Yitzchak says, Kol Shana Shein Token La Betchila, a year that a person will disregard in the midst of Tkiyah Shofar, there's not going to be a Tkiyah Shofar. Marin Lava Sofa, then there's going to be, um, from a language of Trua, I mean, if you don't do the Tkiyah, which is the long connected note, the note of, of hope and connectivity, as, as we're going to be discussing over the course of Roshana. So there's going to be Marin, there's going to be Truas, but it means from a language of Ra, of, 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 of broken, of bad, of, of um, crying in the end. My time, the of a Satan, the Satan did not get confused, the Satan didn't get kind of thrown off his game, so to speak, and so therefore the judgment was a was a harsher judgment there was the prosecutor was was able to do his worst that's what the Gemara says so armed with that Gemara we should be so careful to make sure to blow every single year every single Rosh Hashanah to be careful to blow and yet the the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah the Mishnah actually I should say in Rosh Hashanah and Daf Chavta Samud Beis says that if Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos, so then you so then you don't blow in the in the Medinas. In the Migdash you still blow in the base of Migdash, but in but in the Medinas not. And the question is, what's what could be such a tremendous? Um, motivating factor, what, what could it be that would cause us to not blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah? Such a tremendous loss, so much so that the Gemara seems to say that uh, they, they, it'll almost certainly bring in a bad judgment if that happens. Obviously, we're not thinking that that's what's going to happen over here. There, the Gemara is talking about a loss of doing it. A person should have done it and didn't do it. Um, but how did this happen that we're not going to be blowing the shofar? So the Gemara has a discussion about this. And Levi said in the name of Rabbi Chama that the, 
it's we see it in the Psukim themselves. One Pasak says Shabosan Zichon Shua the Rosh Hashanah is a rest day, meaning Yomtov, Zichon Shua, remembrance of the blowing. Another Pasak says Yom Trua Yelachem, it should be a day of blowing for you. So so Rabbi Hama it says that this, this is a contradiction. One of them it says it should be a day of blowing. The other one say, it says it's a day of remembering of the blowing. Zichon true, remembrance of the blowing. Sounds like you're not blowing. So which one is it? Is it a day of blowing or is it a day of remembrance of blowing? So he reconciles the difficulty by saying that that depends. Usually it's going to be a day of blowing. That's when it falls out on any other day of the week. But when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, there's going to be a Zichon Shu, and there's going to be a day of remembering the blowing, which means that there's an illusion in the in the Pasuk not to blow Shofar on Rosh Hashanah. The truth is that the Torah's Kohenim learns a similar thing out from a different Pasuk, um, as Rashi comments. Uh, so we, we have we have uh, multiple places where the Torah tells us not to blow shofar in Rosh Hashanah. Now back to our Gemara over here. Rava says that this cannot be a deraisa because if this if this was a deraisa, so then you would also not blow in the Mikdash. Also, there's nothing wrong with blowing shofar in Rosh Hashanah. How can it be? They should be forbidden. It's not a malacha. At most, it's a chokma. It's some sort of a you know clever, wise thing that people have to learn to be able to do. On a simple level, it means it's just complicated to get the sound out. Maybe on a deeper level, there's tremendous wisdom involved in it. But um, but either way, even if it's kind of not great, but it's certainly not a full-on malacha that there that, that would come into conflict with Shabbos. And, um, and with the Torah would tell us that, well, because of Shabbos, we won't do this malacha. There's no malacha over here. So there's no reason why um, the Torah would prohibit us from blowing on Rosh Hashanah. So, so Rava says that, um, now he doesn't um, in any way um, dismiss the inferences that, uh, that Rabbi Hama uh, makes in his, uh, between what the two psukim indicate. But Rav is saying this can't be derisa. This can't be derisa. And, and then he says, rather, this is, uh, the, the, this is a rabbinical uh, injunction that perhaps a person is going to uh, take his chauffeur, go out to the streets to find someone to help him blow. He, he forgot how to blow. He having difficulty making the right sound. He's going to go looking for someone and he's going to end up carrying the shofar, Arba Amos, Berushos Harabim. And uh, so, so that's why it was decreed not to blow on Rosh Hashanah. Okay? Um, that's Rav. So now, the, at face value, this is, the, you know, this last concluding statements of the Gemara that Rav says are fairly widely known. And most people, to a certain extent or another, bear a grudge against Chazal over here. Against Rava specifically, but sorry, but against uh, the, you know, the Mishnah, uh, against whoever it is that agreed with, with such a decree, because of that one 
careless person who maybe will carry the shofar out into the street and it has to be into a Rishus HaRabim, which means, uh, you know, according to Rashi, that means you need to have 600,000 people traversing those streets, or at least in that city. Um, uh, the the, the Ramor writes, we don't have Rishus HaRabims these days. Back then, how many Rishus HaRabims did they have already? Um, and, and even if you will be more stringent and consider many, much more uh, places as being a Rishus HaRabim, we know there's a concept the Mishnah in Mesech Sukkah says that someone who um, does a an Avera um, does, does what would usually constitute being Chayvachatas but he's doing it in the midst of trying to fulfill a mitzvah is Potter there's uh, Rabbi Yossi specifically is talking about that if the first day of Sukkah fell out on Shabbos and a person forgot and took his lulav and went outside to the Rishus Harabim. He carried his, rishu, his lulav out to the Rishus Harabim. He's potter. Mipnei shehotzio b'rishus. Because Gemara explains that he's in, involved in doing a mitzvah. Since he's doing, involved in doing a mitzvah, so he's not chayvachatas. Still not a good thing what he did, of course. Shouldn't do it. But he's not going to be chayvachatas. So it's a tema. Chazal over here are being levatel. Mitzvah Shofar over a very chashash that may be a person will be over on Shabbos, but even if he were to be over on Shabbos, even if we could find a Rishasarabim, and even if this person wasn't careful, he would not even be Chayavachatas, being that he's in the midst of trying to perform a mitzvah. So the whole the, the, this, the Xer is extremely difficult one. But now that we learn the beginning of the Gemara, now everything was much much better. We see that Levi says in the name of Rabbi Chama Bar Hanina that there is uh, an indication from the Psukim themselves not to blow Shofar and Roshana. Now it's true the Rava tells us that this is not this is not a Daraisa. This is not the Torah is telling you that. Tkiy Shofar is a malacha, and that when the mitzvah of Tkiy Shofar comes directly head to head with Shabbos, so person, so the Torah tells us not to blow Shofar. No, that's, that's not what's happening. But it's not smachta; it's an indication from the Torah. The Torah is telling us, it's indicating to us that if Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, you don't need to blow, right? And 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 what are you going to do? Zikron Shua. The remembrance of the Trua, the thinking about the Trua, the concept of the Trua, that's what's, that's what's done on this day. Now, it's Nasmachta, it's meaning Midraisa, there still is a mitzvah, but uh, the Torah over here is empowering Chazal to tell the Jewish people that, you know, <laughs> this is not, this, this doesn't have to be. Now, this needs to be understood very much still, but, uh, but, this is the beginning of, of understanding what is going on over here with this Xera. Um, so, we, we mentioned there's also a Torah's Konim that it has not smacked from a, from a different Pasuk. Also, the concept 
the 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 Gemara brings that Rav himself says is that um, the blowing of the shofar, although it's not a malacha, but it is a chokhmah. It is a certain level of wisdom. Meaning, it sounds like it's not a it's not a malacha, but but it is still a chokhmah. It's still something. It's not it's not a nothing. It's not. Um, Waving a lulav, waving a lulav is, is, is you're just waving a thing around. There's, there's, there's no possibility of of seeing that as a uh, as anything to do with malacha. Whereas tkei shofar is not a malacha, but but, but I mean, even though it's a chacham, but it's not a malacha. So there's something to it already that's kind of antithetical to Shabbos that, that opposes Shabbos, not not in a fundamental enough way. Where this would be reason for us, the the, the 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 Torah itself would cancel this mitzvah when it comes to clash with Shabbos, but already it's a, it's a uh, we, we we see that there's something there's something here that is um, not the best to do on Shabbos. Um, so the. Just to understand the concept of how an asmachta works, and asmachta, morale, number of places explains, is that the Torah is hinting to us, to the Jewish people, that you know that that although Hashem did not make this an absolute law, right? The king can make a law, and the king can indicate that this would be something he would be open to, if the ministers or if the people were to choose to to do such a thing. Right, so, so the deraisa is, is a law. It's a fundamental principle. Deraisas are like um, they're, they're like the Newtonian laws of of, of physics. That's the the hard. That's the bedrock of of the reality. Whereas asmachtas is where the Torah whispers something to us. It indicates something to us. It's not as clear as explicit as. Um, as uh, black and white as as a, as it would need to be to be an actual deraisa that the Torah is telling you, but the Torah here is indicating to you. Okay, now why would the Torah indicate and not tell? So one is perhaps the thing is too um, it's it, it, it's it's a safety net. Meaning usually it's not a problem. It's not always necessarily going to be a problem, but if it were to become that the Jewish people have certain drawbacks, certain weaknesses, certain um, riffian, um, a, a, a laxity in, in Avodos Hashem, then there may be a need to institute this extra, um, this extra fence, this extra distancing, this, uh, um, this type of a requirement. Let's say, for example... Um, you know, by 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 stam yenam, right? By 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 non-Jewish wine. So, um, you know, the, it, it wasn't always forbidden. Once the uh, once the Jewish people began to be influenced and intermixing and and potentially even getting married with the with the non-Jews, um, and so Chazal saw that this was something that 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 could drag us down. So then. There's room to make to, to make a takana. So that's one type of asmachta where where uh, where it's like an option. You know that this uh, doesn't need to be. But if it were to come to a certain situation, then here's where um, Hashem indicates to us. Here's where you should make a decree, and uh, you know, and this will this will help. 
the the other type of nasmachta could be in the other direction, something positive, meaning like a midas chasidus, that the Torah only requires from everyone some sort of a very bare bones, basic avoda, because that's you know you can't do without that. Um, for example, uh, you know, in in Birkas Hamazon, so the three brachas of Hazan and Noda and Rachem, those are Midiraisa. But Hatova Meitiv, that's Midirabonim. So uh, that's extra. So Hazal, Hazal saw that, you're right, the Torah doesn't require it, but there is an allusion to it in the Pasuk. Pasuk uh, uh, give more brachas in Ketzim Vorchen has a. Has a number of different ways to darshan the, the, the psukim, but either way, there are references, allusions to making a hatova native, even though it's midrabanim. And uh, the reason is because that's that's already Hashem is not going to decree that we have to do that. We have to recognize his kindnesses, but it's a good thing if we do that. And Hazal saw this asmachta. And they said, yeah, this is, this is a very good thing to do. And instituted it for Klausrel. So that's another, that's another one. So the question is, what's, what's going on over here? Meaning, if the blowing of the shofar on Shabbos is, is uh, more like the first one, that uh, the first way that we explain the Asmachta, that um, if there's going to be a rifian, if there's going to be a weakness in, in the Shmir Shabbos, you should know you can even cancel... Tkir shofar. That that would be the the way that you would formulate the asmachta. Uh, that yeah, that uh, it doesn't fundamentally contradict Shabbos, so it's okay. You can keep you you can blow um, you can blow shofar on Shabbos, but if the Jewish people start being very lax, there's a lot of people who are potentially going to be carrying shofars out into the Rishus Arabim. So you could you could make a decree. That's how we could explain Rava. Problem is, that it's not going to help us to understand. Rabbi Levi, in the name of Rabbi Hamabar Hananya, but, uh, that, uh, that he says, uh, he, he doesn't make this uh, com- uh, connection to carrying out the Rosh The indication is that, that uh, no, that the Psukim are telling me that when it falls out, Rosh falls out of Shabbos, don't pull the shofar. That, that's, that's, that's the better thing. And like we said, that, the, um, that that's also the indication from the Torah's Kohenim, there's also the indication from uh, from Barashas Rabbah. Um, so it sounds like, on the contrary, that the Torah is hinting to us, you know, if you, it, it'd be better if, if you don't blow. And that would be very, uh, very it would work very nicely with the fact that the Kiyoshofer is a Chochmah. It is something. It's not a malacha, but it is something. And so, although Hashem is not going to deprive us of that mitzvah, but if we would like to give it up voluntarily, then that would be a good thing. But then the question is, I don't get it. I mean, why is it a good thing? It's a mitzvah to serve Hashem. If it's if Hashem didn't want us to, then He wouldn't give it to us. But He gave it to us. So since when is it a good thing not to do a mitzvah? So the answer has to be that what it means is if you can make up for it with your shvisa, meaning with the Shabbos, the, 
then it's better than blowing the shofar. I mean, the default is a person just keeping just keeping Shabbos on a certain level, just just do whatever the Torah requires. He should blow the shofar. But it is a malacha. It's not a malacha, but it is a chokhmah. It's a certain level of being involved in in this world where we are trying to accomplish something, trying to make a sound on the physical, simple level. So I'm trying to make a certain sound. That itself is a certain level of hishtadlus, a certain level of exertion, of effort, of trying to do something, which is not the point of Shabbos. The point of Shabbos is to understand you don't have to do anything. Hashem will do everything for you. You don't have to do anything in the physical world. You, of course, have to continue striving and trying to accomplish certain things in the spiritual realms. But part of the accomplishment in the spiritual realms is an absolute withdrawal from the physical world, absolute cessation from involvement in, in fixing the physical world. And that would, in the Midas Hasidus format, beyond the letter of the law, include even abstaining from something called a Chokhmah, even abstaining from, 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 uh, from making the sound. And on a, on a deeper level, like the, um, first of all, just to show you that we're not going on this thing solo, so the, um, in the Banish Chai's Chuvus of Torah Lishma, she says explicitly that this decree, although it couched in the terms of a halachic concern that someone's going to carry under the Jerusalem, but certainly it was all coming from a Kabbalistic understanding that on, that on um, Shabbos there's no need to blow the shofar. The Avos Yisrael, the Magid Mikoshnitz, uh, explains very beautifully this concept uh, as well, that he says that that uh, the rest of the six days of the week, we don't have access to that deep wisdom unless we blow the shofar. But on Shabbos, do we have this this uh, tremendous gift, the Neshama Yaseira that we have, and we have access to much higher, deeper spiritual connections than we do the rest of the time, then we don't need the shofar. But this question still stands. So why did the Torah then decree for us to yes do it, and b- but hint to us not to do it? So we're proposing over here an answer. We're saying that if a person is just keeping just regular Shabbos, just like a, a simple, simple Jew, so then you're not going to access those higher levels. You're not going to get to that sharp... Uh, you know that 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 gate that the uh, that the pasuk in Yecheskel that, that uh, the Magid Mikoshnas quotes Sharapona Kadim, which is closed six days of Misa and is open on Shabbos. The Sharapona Kadim, this primordial gate of wisdom, person is not going to get to that on Shabbos. Not 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 most people will not get to that. So the Torah therefore gives us the baseline. The baseline is okay. You're keeping Shabbos, but you also need to blow the shofar come along Chazal, and they find the hint in the Torah that, oh, if the Jewish people were to rest, an absolute rest on Shabbos, a rest that is such a rest that even rests from Chokhmah, from doing these, from, 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 from making the sound, or from even being involved in trying to accomplish these aspects in the, in the physical world. And certainly, staying away from any hint of a Chil Shabbos, of carrying something out into the Rosh Hashanah, then that itself will act as the 
as the gate opener, as, as the, to help us access that deeper aspect of Shabbos, that, that very lofty aspect of Shabbos, where, so to speak, our job is done for us. We still have to do the kavana, the thought, the tfilos, but the, but the blowing itself, so to speak, Hashem will be blowing for us. It'll be the, the best remembrance that could possibly be. The Rosh Hashanah is called Yom Azikaram, the day of remembrance. Shabbos, we always say, is Zecher leads Yes Mitzrayim. Shabbos is a remembrance. It's a, a Zecher to the Maisa Baratius. It's a Zecher to leads Yes Mitzrayim. Shabbos is the day where we get to tap in and remember the way that things really are. That's why Shabbos is such a special day that it even displaces the need for blowing the shofar. This is not a day to be frustrated with the Mishnah, frustrated with Rava, frustrated with Chazal, that they, so to speak, deprived us of this tremendously important mitzvah, which is um, the instrument, the key that Hashem gave us to help us unlock the inner recesses of, of our soul and discover our true selves, and with that, to receive a favorable judgment, but rather, on the contrary, because are empowering us to leave this crutch of the shofar, and on Shabbos, do a deep dive into the Kedusha of the day, into Sharapona Kodim, that gate of primordial wisdom, to access our deep selves, and that will be the true Zikaron, that will be Shaboson, that, that the Pasek speaks about, Shaboson Zikron Shua, it's a day of rest, a remembrance of the blowing, if we can accomplish that, the Zashem will have a Shana Tova, Umetukah.